Looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers for this holiday season? Look no further, because our sponsors, Manscaped.com, have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. That's right. Manscaped.com is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And, great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. Good day, mate! Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code HMT at checkout. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Horror Movie Talk, also brought to you by the 60s. Tired, angry, happy, sad, angry, sexy, sick, well, confused, jumpy, irrational, jumpy, pregnant, have a hard liquor drink. It's the 60s. Go ahead. Why not smoke too? Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. get priority but we also review older horror movies both good and horrible wow that didn't sound good <laughs> hello and welcome to horror movie talk uh your panel of expert hosts each week are dr bryce hansen who holds a pitch dense Bookology. Hi. And Professor David Day. That's me, the foremost expert in scare. No nos. Boy, do we have a great episode for you for you guys. Very, very, very special guest today. Yes, we do. This is my mother, Kathy Day. Say hi, Mom. Hi. She's she's um she's she's reluctant. She's reluctant. She feels like you people are going to make relentless fun of her on the internet. Although that's a vague concept to her, so we're kind of we're you know, <laughs> you know. Okay, I just I had to teach my mom what Google was yesterday. A uh, yesterday, yesterday. Wow, what a year we live in! I realized all the times that I've said just Google it, like, and she's just been like, she's Zoom. she's literally just been like, oh, why don't you just show me? Because it's like discovering someone is illiterate. It's like. Why don't you just read it? The, read the sign. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I mean, why don't you just tell me what to do? <laughs> I mean. No, but my mom is graciously agreed to come on this show, despite not really wanting to, because she thinks I'm just going to make fun of her relentlessly. But really, the whole the whole reason I invited her on here was to get her her uh, take on, on this movie. Yes. Which is... The 1968, the original, obviously, Rosemary's Baby. And my goal is to embarrass David as much as possible. Oh, this is going <laughs> so to be... any information you can share it's going to be great. Yeah, this is going to be a good episode. So we'll start out the episode by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We... You, you know, you shouldn't oversell it. Well, no. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I guess... Well, I guess that's a good point. Sorry, Mom. 
Um, we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry that you had to watch it, 5 being an average enough film, and 10 being so good that it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. <laughs> Later, we will be doing horror movie talk, whores! Which is a little segment that my mom probably needs introduction to, which is we have a voicemail line and and then people call into it and they ask us questions or have opinions or stuff like that. And last night I put out a request that they ask you some questions. So, so we'll see if anybody did that. When I checked, nobody had. They had just asked kind of general questions of the show. So no, no big – it's not a big worry. You look concerned. Well, that's okay. She's having second thoughts. Yeah, are you having second thoughts right now? No, just let's go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, like I said, we uh, went ahead. Oh, I also have to issue a retraction. <laughs> Actually, before I get into anything else, um, quick retraction here. Uh, this is more of a retraction for the Afterpod, uh, which is a, a second podcast that we do that is available exclusively on our Patreon. If you'd like to get uh, your hands on that podcast, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash horror movie talk. And, uh, and then if you become a patron, you can unlock like over a year's worth of podcasts that we've been doing. Well, on our last Afterpod with uh, Biggin... We discussed our mutual friend Mark and called him a cheapskate, <laughs> and uh, we said that he he's been a fan of the show for a long time, but he never ponied up to 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 support it except for like with like vague shirts and stuff. Anyway, all that stuff I got to retract it. I can't. Mm -hmm. I, I take all all the things that I just said back because he ponied up and now he's a patron. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Mark. Also, could you pull up the list of? of current patrons that mm -hmm. we can thank um, just, just very shortly here. So like I said, we all watched Rosemary's Baby. I uh, watched it on IMDb through like the IMDb app on my Amazon stick. I think my mom did the same. Bryce, where did you watch it? Um, I watched it on Amazon. It was a IMD TV, so it was free with ads. Yeah, yeah. it had, gave me commercials. I just said that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's which made an already pretty long movie much longer. I've forgotten what it's like to watch things with ads in it. And, yeah. and my internet connection's so sketchy that every once in a while it would just stop for like a minute and a half. Really? <laughs> so I'd have to wait through that. Oh, it was long. I was up till pretty late. Oh, mom! Wow, but what watched... a trooper for the show. <laughs> I was scared not to be prepared. Well, I appreciate that. That's that's a good uh, that's a good inclination. I can tell you're going to be a returning guest. Uh -oh. um, <laughs> so, Rosemary's Baby is the story of Rosemary, a seriously delusional and paranoid woman who is impregnated and kept safe by her loving husband and caring neighbors. She gives <laughs> she gives birth to a totally normal baby, and all is well. <laughs> Actually, Rosemary's Baby is kind of the inverse of everything I just said. Rosemary, played by Mia, the beautiful Mia Farrow, and her husband Guy, played by John Cassavetes, move into a new apartment in New York City and are immediately greeted by their super nosy new neighbors, Minnie, played by Ruth Gordon, and Roman, played by Sidney Blackmer. I think it's actually pronounced John Cassavetes, Cassavetes. which is oh. confusing because yes. the character name is Castavetes. Right. 
Right. Yeah, yeah I was. I unrelated to John okay. Cassavetes. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I wondered if they did all that on purpose. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a weird kind of thing going back and analyzing this movie because of Roman Polanski, right. and you kind of go, "What were his intentions?" There, were, there's so much of him that you kind of go, "Oh, I see what a weird pervert he is." Like, <laughs> actually, I, I on the trivia in, in Amazon, it said that it's really faithful to the book. I I gotta say that was the best part of watching it was like being able to like. Uh, to to watch the sidebar of uh-huh. info that was just constantly like, hey, did you know this? And I was like, oh, I, write I don't that know down. how to get it to permanently stay there. Mm. Did you did you no. have to just mouse over it no, constantly I, too? No, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. so um, small hints of things not being normal are dropped continuously throughout the movie, but the young couple decide to try and have a child. Uh, their neighbors, the Casavets, are Castavets offer a bit too much help for comfort, even in the friendly age of the 60s, with everything from advice to daily vitamin shakes for the newly pregnant Rosemary. Her entire life seems to become supplanted by offerings and suggestions made by the neighbors and enforced by Guy, her actor husband. Guy, uh, her actor husband, has come into a bit of good luck as the understudy for a play, but it's because of the misfortune of the lead of the plot play uh obviously i guess if you know if you're an understudy you're basically counting on someone else's misfortune (laughs) in order to to have your moment in the in the limelight but it's kind of weird kind of coincides really well this (laughs) it's like oh i get pregnant we got pregnant and suddenly i'm Mm -hmm. like i'm the lead of this this play yeah Uh, this this movie is all about gaslighting yeah it's like 100 100%. Yeah. If you want to learn about what gaslighting looks like, it's this movie. Yeah. And as the gaslighting. Unless you actually watch Gaslight. Uh, Oh. Oh. Wait. With uh, Ingrid Bergman. Yeah. In the 40s. Yeah. It's the, the term is based off of a play. Is that, is that based off of the, the play, the movie? Yeah. That's where that term came from is that there was a play where. I never saw a play. I just saw the movie. The, uh, I think it was the husband. He wanted he wanted the jewels, and he married the woman, and um, then he proceeded to um, he turned down the gas. It was in like the nineteen ten or something, mm-hmm. and they turned down the gas at night. And she'd go, "Why are the lights turning down?" And he'd say, "The lights never turn down. What's wrong with you?" And he made her feel finally she was nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this makes this makes more sense. The only piece of gaslight. Uh, a trivia that I have is that Bob Dylan played at a place called the Gaslight a mm-hmm. lot. That's mm-hmm. that's all I got. Um, okay. <laughs> so anyway, as the gaslighting of Romer- Rosemary progresses, the audience knows that something is up, but it's hard to read too much malice into it until the very end. My review. Oh, uh, you know what? Before we get into the review, let's thank our new patrons. What do we? Who do we have for new patrons this week? So we've got Leslie, Glenn D, Mark B, which we already mentioned, and Elizabeth V. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. We do this, we do produce this uh, for for free. You can, you know, everybody can access and download this podcast for free. So every little bit of support we get helps us a lot. And so thank you very much for, you know, 
um, putting your money where your mouth is. So my review of Rosemary's Baby is Rosemary's Baby is one of the most influential films <laughs> of the 60s and is a masterpiece of storytelling and suspense. Direction and screenplay by Roman Polanski, it's just as horrific and perverted as him. <laughs> if you don't know about Roman Polanski, uh, yeah, he's um, he's a pedophile, I believe. Um, yeah. And he he's actually on the lam for mm -hmm. the better part mm -hmm. of his life, I think. Still making movies. Yeah. Isn't it France who's, um, who's allowing him to? I mean, live? he's still making great movies. I mean, he made The Pianist. Well, that was a while ago, but... That was him? That was him. Holy yeah. shit. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy that, like, he's one of the... Him and Woody Allen are kind of... Uh, <laughs> like, Woody dodged every, that bullet. Everyone, like... Everyone's career has been ruined that, like, had a date go wrong. But Woody <laughs> Allen and Rosemary and uh, and Roman Polanski are like, no one wants to say anything about, like, they should never make a movie ever again. Yeah. They're like, well, it's it's Woody Allen and Roman Polanski. They're, they get grandfathered into the I'll, Me Too movement somehow. I'll say this. To me, Woody Allen gets a bit more of a pass than Roman Polanski. Um and I don't know why exactly. As I say that out loud, I'm like, huh, I wonder why that is. I, I think it's more of like the... Maybe it's because he's Jewish? I don't no, know. No. It's it's like a... It's a much more ambiguous feeling thing. It's, it's white noise around Woody Allen by now. Yeah. To where it's like his... He his, can't sell a movie, though. Nobody will go. No, I guess I guess that... Well, that's not true, no. He, uh, he had a very large movie that... Um, Midnight in Paris or whatever it was. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, um, was I mean, he's still he's still seven making or eight movies. years, but he's also like in his eighties, I think. Now, yeah, oh yeah, he's he's ancient. So yeah. Anyways, I think it's the controversy around him is not like crossed over into the conversation. Well, as he much was as married you married to Mia Farrow. Yeah, Woody Allen time. was. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Oh, you didn't oh, know yeah. that? No, I no, I it guess their, I did because it the, was their daughter that. Soon Yi. Oh, weird. Yeah. She she uh, was married to Andre Previn first. And before that, she was married to um, Frank Sinatra during, during yeah. this Rosemary's Baby time. You know that uh, that uh, Bloodhound Gang song that where the uh, <laughs> where the lyric is, every Soon Yi needs a little Woody. Oh, jeez. Huh? <laughs> You're not All a right. fan of Bloodhound Gang? Not a fan um, of Bloodhound Gang. The, yeah, and then also Ronan Farrow is the, the one that kind of brought... <laughs> A lot of stuff about Woody Allen to light, and also is very involved in the Me Too movement. Woody Allen is a butt of constant jokes from my uncle, mm -hmm. uh, my mom's brother. Uh, never stops making Woody Allen jokes, and I and he, but he really enjoys his movies too. I mean, it's a weird thing, you know, where you like. Oh, he always liked that. Yeah, I mean, he who, always liked Woody who Allen. Who doesn't? Films. I mean, Sleeper. That's great. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, everything about this film is wonderful, but the casting, acting, and story is really what makes this movie shine. It's not full of the most artistic shots, and it's as about as slow as they come, especially for today. Um, perhaps the real triumph here is the effort that goes into stringing the viewer along. There are tons of little clues and nudges that we receive as we make our way through this sometimes innocent, sometimes diabolical journey that poor Rosemary is forced to endure. It's always interesting to see movies that tap into our most innate fears and what could be more natural, a more natural minefield for worry than a mother's journey through pregnancy. 
Rosemary's baby takes the little flap of cuticle and peels it all the way up to the elbow. (laughs) It was clearly the inspiration for many movies and movie makers since. Uh, While watching this, I kept drawing parallels with one of my very favorite films, Hereditary, and then a lot of uh, M. Night Shyamalan movies as well. Uh, Watching this movie is like scaling Mount Everest. It's a slow and dangerous journey, but the view from the top is second to none. I give this... A ten out of ten. What did what did you think, Bryce? Yeah, this is one of my favorites. It's it's a ten out of ten for me. It's such a slow burn, and it, the feeling of something's not right. Right, and you you kind of know what's going on, but also you don't completely know. Um, I think pretty pretty soon you there's not really a there's no question there's no question right. But just seeing the dread of like all these things happen to her and people just not listening to her or being concerned with her being in, you know, terrible pain. And and she looks so sick. Yeah. Yeah. How people couldn't pick up on that or. Yeah, the Do first something about the first it. trimester. But they wouldn't let her see any of her regular friends. Right. I mean that haircut. <laughs> well, that, yeah, and that was real fashionable. They, they, yeah, and they kept gaslighting her about her own fashion. They're like, "Sweetie, come on." Oh. It's like, "Oh, you're oh, you're in a place to you're in a place to disparage me, a pharaoh. Get out of here." <laughs> I know Ruth Gordon and her hats. <laughs> <laughs> but I th- yeah, no, you've touched on something. I would like to add it's got a it's got this strange sort of quaint like very it's very similar to the Wicker Man in the vibe in this like weird innocent vibe mm. maybe it's the time that right. it was done you know the 60s late 60s um just 6 years before the Wicker Man and um I don't know it feels it feels kind of light yeah. and breezy for for a lot of the movie it doesn't feel like heavily torturous or anything yeah. like that and then and then the end is just this descent into the ultimate depravity. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, Ugh. and um, yeah, the the thing that sticks with me is um, just the the realism of of being gaslit of of having people that seem very very nice that mm. are trying to control you very obviously through yeah. passive aggressive you know, language. But the the neighbors weren't. They were always pleasant, but her husband got nasty. Well, he was the enforcer, right? Yeah. You know, they they were like the suggesters who were really his enforcer. Yeah. But he had to be the guy who who like kept her really actually in line. And you know what? Dudes are bad at that. I mean, just it's it's you know they just get frustrated too fast you know <laughs> you know it's like just do the thing just fucking do it <laughs> and uh yeah i i got strong my dad vibes from from him <laughs> where he's like I, I look i know i'm not the best i i know i'm really self-centered but uh, just you know? I think, uh, yeah. Well, we'll get into the spoilers. Some of the some of the specific points. What but. did what 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 did you think of the movie, Mom? Well, uh, well, uh, it was it was your classic sell your soul to the devil movie story. 
and you saw this um, in theaters, maybe not uh, as it was released. No, because I was, I was, I was probably not interested or something, or I didn't have enough money to go to the movies when mm -hmm. I was in high school, you know. Sure. And so, <laughs> and I was interested in other stuff, but by but in college, I think I saw it in college, and they used to have older movies, and they'd show them at the at the student union for 50 cents and everybody went on Friday night because sure. of a 50 cent movie. And, uh, that's when I saw it. I mean, I didn't see, I must've been, you know, visiting and goofing off yeah, because I do. missed some, some of these details like that closet. I really didn't get what the deal was with the closet. Yeah. I, I mean, the closet got my attention. Uh, I've, I've had to watch, had to, I've watched so many movies now in like a critical mindset yes. that, you get, you know, you get this formula down. Right. And, and you, you recognize, yeah. you go, wow, there's something weird about the closet. They put a, a secretary in the back of the closet and then they pulled it out and I was expecting a door, but but there wasn't a door. Right. Was there? Well, I mean, yes, there was. Oh, there was eventually, eventually we learned that there's now. a door there, but, um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, and also the, the, they, that they took his, um, Hutch's glove and the actor's tie. I didn't even realize he'd traded the actor's tie it's, it's a full of these little little breadcrumbs that they yeah. drop the whole way through and it's to like do every that voodoo stuff yeah that's the mark of a i think a really a, a really skilled filmmaker is is somebody who how everything everything in the, every little thing matters you know every little piece is not extraneous it, it goes to the story so real quick mom you're not much of a horror fan are you no just generally speaking no and I'm so not. and so um, why is that? Because they're negative mm -hmm. and icky and I'm over 60 and who needs to see all that decay and hmm. negative and downer yeah. stuff? I, I don't need it. Why and do you suppose I like it so much? I have no idea because you <laughs> stayed, you, <laughs> you were so scared of stuff when yeah. the, the st and I used to say, look, you don't have to watch it and put it in your brain, but I you had just to. would. Yeah, I had to. I mean, you, you slept with the light on till you were like seven years old because of Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I sure did. And, um. And man, I would I would piss my pants in bed just so that I didn't have to go to go to the bathroom and oh, risk. Oh, I didn't know that. Because Skeletor was going to get you. Skeletor, and then Skeletor became Freddy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, actually, when we moved into when we moved here to Washington, um, you know, we had that big satellite dish, mm -hmm. and it got a bunch of channels just like it just did. And I'd wake up early in the morning, and you know, just because little kids just wake up, and uh, and I go to the tv and i just like flip through the channels and one day i caught um a piece of one of the nightmare on elm streets oh dear. and it oh and then also a, a film called frankenhooker <laughs> <laughs> frankenhooker messed me up but it also like intrigued me to the extent of like i gotta see what the hell all this stuff is about oh, there's so much in the that i would have had none of that no you he never you never would have allowed it and frank and, and and i turned it off so quick you know i was like but but something inside me was like what was that all about I'm that's wondering. that's where what all went wrong that's, that's that where, was the turning point with yeah, david yeah you just couldn't control when i woke up 
couldn't couldn't control lots of things. So what score would you give this movie, Mom? Out of ten. Well, as a as a pretty well done movie, I'd give it a eight or a nine. I I go along with you guys. It's yeah. a good movie. Um, it's it's depressing to me. At first, it's fun, and then it's depressing because because at the end, there's no hope. They they suck her in, and she's goes ahead and well she's got a baby now the pull of motherhood (laughs) yeah the pull of motherhood is so strong that she just goes okay and she just forgets about the bad stuff and i'm just like they go you don't have to join you don't have to you don't have to join just just be a mom yeah it's like so awful um yeah does does this play on a lot of do you recall i mean it's at this point it's been Geez, 36 years since you had me. Did, now, what do you recall of pregnancy and, and how and how this plays on the fears of, of pregnancy? Well, bef- when I fr- you know what? Actually, let's transition into spoilers before we... And then I'll ask you that question okay. again. Let's go to... Oh, uh, no. First, first, let's go into our mid-roll. Um, so, like I said at the start of the show, um, if you guys would go ahead and support Manscaped dot com and uh and buy some of their products that would sure help us out i'm going to organize a contest around the uh the lawnmower 3.0 here shortly so you guys uh you know what to do and you can't enter the contest without one so i'm just saying you know consider supporting the people who support the show uh a few of manscape.com's products that are prime stocking stuffers this season are the crop preserver. This is just their, their basic ball deodorant. You know, the name kind of speaks for itself. It's uh, it's just got a nice scent and uh, you know, it doesn't let your boys get all gnarly down there. And fr- frankly, that's a real, real risk. Hey, don't, she's giving me the speed it up sign. She's like, hey, can we be done with it? <laughs> also, they have the crop reviver, which is ball toner. Um, this, did you get this for dad? (laughs) This is a spray on toner that will give your balls a little slice of heaven with their aloe vera and hazel extracts. I have sensitive skin. I've said this before, and this stuff does not upset my rashes, my variety of rashes. (laughs) Um, of course they got the foot duster, which is a foot deodorant designed to keep the stankiest feet smelling fresh. And uh, they got the weed whack. The, the weed whacker is my new favorite man because um, that's their nose and ear hair trimmer, uh, and it has the proprietary uh, skin safe technology, and it gets rid of those nasty nose and ear hairs. And man, uh, something happened like three or four years ago. I was telling Bryce this a couple episodes where like suddenly I have these like tree stumps growing out of my nose and my <laughs> ear ears. D- does does Dad have a problem with this? I don't know. You don't look at his ears and nose and be like, Ugh. no. <laughs> wow, he must either he's keeping it real, real. I don't think he's keeping it reined in. So oh. he just must not have very many like whiskers growing out of his ears. Well, you know, I'm not going to talk about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. We don't talk about those things, David. This is and not finally, polite conversation. Yeah. So if you guys enter HMT at checkout at manscaped.com, you get 20% off and free shipping on your entire order. So whether this is for your partner, dad, brother, friend, get them something that they will actually use. And it's almost sure to get a laugh because who doesn't love to receive ball toner spray? <laughs> 
Also, uh, if you'd like to support the show directly, you can do so, like I said, by going to patreon.com slash horror movie talk and ponying up. We have a whole bunch of exclusive content and stuff for you to uh, for you to interact with us on there through. Also, you guys, I don't know if anybody realizes this, but we have a bunch of horror movie talk shirts and stickers available on our website. If you go to horrormovietalk.com slash shop and so you can you know you can rep our brand and uh frankly we have a pretty fucking cool logo made by dustin gobel our resident artist uh who is a professional artist who fucks hard he also takes commissions for artwork from hmt fans <laughs> contact him at dgobel 0 that's at d-g-o-e-b-e-l-0-0 on Instagram and make your artistic dreams come true. Finally, if you guys would like to call into the show, you can do so by calling 682-253-4468. You just leave a quick little voicemail on there and uh, you can, you know, you can probably maybe possibly get onto the show on one of our segments. So uh, with that, thanks again. And let's get into spoilers. So how does it, you have, my mom has a strong disappointment face on right now. <laughs> this is what we do. <laughs> People pay us to do and no, say these No, I was reading things. your list. Oh, uh, how did you feel about those ads? I hope you sell all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's so supportive. I I, th- I was thinking to I myself, you, mom. if my mom was here, how much adjustments I'd have to make? Oh, really? For for the language of yeah. our reads. Well, I don't feel I don't feel like I've ever check out our resident artist Dustin Goble, who is has, very nice young man who has sexual intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> we went past that. Now we're past spoilers. <laughs> Let's not dwell. Um, All right. So anyway, um, so there's this weird la 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 intro to mm-hmm. this that um, this this is a movie that was done before. So when the what is it called the Film Actors Guild or or, or something like that Directors Guild? I think it's the Directors Guild that that you'd be kicked out of if you didn't put the the um, the credits at the start. You know, didn't have like this firm, long credit thing. And so up until like the 80s or the 90s, people were real worried about getting kicked out of. I think it's like, don't quote me on this. I, I didn't do any research about this, Screen but I do know. Guild? It's not the Screen Actors Guild. I think it's the Director's Guild or, oh. mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, there's directors and there's a guild for everything. Yeah. And so people were like real worried about. Anyway, so this is, has one of those long winding intros with actually I think it's Mia Farrow's voice going. Yeah, la, la, it la, is. La. Yeah, it was this before or after Breakfast at Tiffany's. Do you after. do you remember after Breakfast at Tiffany's did a similar thing where Is that Audrey Hepburn? Audrey yeah. Hepburn yeah. sung the theme song to it. So it was a whole thing. Actually, before we get into spoilers, I want to ask I want to ask the question that I asked. I don't want to forget. Um, how does this movie tap into that that innate like pregnancy fear? Well, when I ever first saw it in college, I didn't care. Right. But then now, after I had children, I went, "This is just awful." <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Actually, that's a, that's a, a subject that we bring up a lot, which is like this weird like line in the sand between not having kids and then having kids and how that really changes your um, perception, your perception on a lot of things, specifically in movies where you're like. I don't have any feeling about this at all. Who cares? And then, and then suddenly you're like strong, visceral yeah. feelings. And it's like, I think my mom saw this um, after she was pregnant. I find it hard oh. to believe that your mom saw this at all. It's, I mean, this yeah, is, she. I mean, this is like the one horror movie that, if I ask her about horror movies, she'd be like, "Oh, I saw Rosemary's Baby." Mm. That was, oh, I'd like to meet your mom. Oh, you, oh, yeah, you would. We'll have you guys back for Mother's Day episode. Um, we'll watch uh, The Omen. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. You probably have a lot in common with the with the Omen, you know, raising a monster like David. Oh. He was a good little boy. I was a good little boy. Don't make her sad about her horrible child. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, she points out to just the... Yeah, the innate um, fear and uneasiness of being pregnant. And Am like, I pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got all of them. I did. Yeah. Am I pregnant or am I okay? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's interesting looking through that lens of, and if you've experienced a pregnancy with your wife, realizing that everyone has their opinions yeah. about everything. Oh, yeah. So, you know, so your friends and family, they'll be like, they'll tell you what vitamins to take. They'll tell you like, oh, well, you should be doing this or, oh, don't do that at this point in the pregnancy or like, you're not going to do this, are you? Yeah. Like, it's, and, and, and yeah, they come at you with such like strong, like, like judge eyes, you know, like, yeah. um, and then there's all these books, and then your your uh, OBGYN is like, well, you don't. Everything's fine, even though something's not fine. And they're like, oh, it's because they've seen everything. Yeah. And you know, it's just like, well, it's this is what it's like for you. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Yeah. And and there's a lot of that in this movie. That's like basically what the whole movie is about. Is yeah. like preying on those fears of um, very friendly people. Um, trying to be passive aggressive and make you do things their way. Yeah. And then the everything around the doctors is oh yeah, that it, was all really odd. Yeah. Cuz the the doctors like don't read. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask questions because I'm the professional and everything's fine. I am taking the wheel now, baby. It's completely normal. I don't know how she just went okay you might want to get a little little closer to mike there i yeah i don't understand how she could just be okay with all that and where was her mother yeah where was that is a why didn't she call up her mom for pete's sake what is the best time to sex to become pregnant (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um so they're see the movie starts out with them seeing uh you, you know they're being shown a new apartment and it's in New York City uh and um th- you know the guy showing them the apartment is kind of like he's 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 selling it to him and he's like you know the last lady who lived here she died um not in this place in the hospital well, it was a good way to Mia go Mia Farrow says did she die in the apartment not that that's a big deal. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, nothing like that. That guy was from, that guy was um, an old actor. And he, I originally remember seeing him in the 
Maltese Falcon. He was Wilmer. Damn. Hmm. The Mal- I've never seen the Maltese Falcon, but oh, you um, but an old friend of mine thought it was uh thought it was just the best and that was in high school. Um So anyway, I guess I So guess that I guy want. that showed them the apartment was for he was young then. My my question is how is it even an option for them to look at that apartment? How do you mean? They never even address it. This giant he's out of work. This giant cavernous apartment in New York City. I mean, I mean, I know it's the sixties, but it was different. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, that's like a mansion in New York City. I, it really was. Yeah, it was, and, it was a whole half of floor. <laughs> and he was out of work, and she was a, was a housemaker. Yeah, yeah, and that's. You know, it's like when you see friends and you're like, oh, yeah, all these, all these, uh, you know, 20 something people with no discernible jobs or they're like waiters coffee and they can own like basically an entire floor <laughs> between them. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta have some willing suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Am I pargant? So, um, so anyway, they decide that at the the important part in this we've already addressed, which is there's like this hutch in front of a door mm-hmm. um, in this apartment, and he's like, "No, we should we should take a look behind that. Like what's like what's in there?" And it turns out to just be this just totally unassuming closet that's got a got a hutch in front of it. And, it's got know, like a vacuum cleaner inside the closet, some towels and so stuff that you would normally use. So is the implication that those that that Minnie and all her friends killed the lady before? You know, I'm not exactly sure what the implication is, other than it was known that there was a door. But okay, so well, because the lady blocked it off. Obviously. So actually, no. If you recall, the one of the first things that the guy showing the apartment says to them is, "This apartment used to be the whole floor. We altered it to be to 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 be a two split apartments. two apartments, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it makes sense that there would be a door between the two, and it's just them rediscovering that door. For all we know, it's just basically them uh, bringing showing. Oh, the fact that you know a what door. It, you know what it was. Oh man, what was the note that she found on the floor? Wasn't there like something tipping off where she was like she wanted to get out? So I'm I'm pretty sure that the whoever the previous tenant was. Um, was involved somehow. She had mm. like the herb garden oh. in her in her house, um, but there was something to tip off that like she wanted out, or there was something she was like, um, "I want to get out." Tipped off to something. Keep dragging me back. Something in. wrong. I, I can't remember. Well, there, yeah, that there was make, something that would make sense because she had a a like an, a little interior garden, and she grew a bunch of roots and a bunch of you know yeah. herbs. Tannis root. root. Tannis root. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so they get the apartment, they move in, um, and then it starts this kind of, uh, this kind of, um, uh, boy, I don't, I don't know how to say it with my mom here, but there's a little bit of sexual intercourse going on. Uh, and it's real kind of like, it's, well, you expelled it out here in capital letters. Uh, <laughs> what did I write? S E. No, what did it before that? The whole, th- the whole line. More. More sex. Yeah. So anyway, they, uh, <laughs> Mia Farrow looks at Gu- uh, Gus? Guy. 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 She looks at Guy and she's like, hey, you want to just uh, do it? <laughs> you know, they're in this, in the middle of this empty apartment that they have yet to like truly move into. And and so, you know, there's some tasteful um, sex scenes mm-hmm. in this. Um, 
And and then she runs into the smack addict downstairs in the basement. What was her name? I don't know. But it's so weird because she's like the most wholesome. But she was recovered. Well, yeah, she was living with Minnie and Roman. Yeah. So she's so she's doing she's doing her laundry downstairs. She she runs into this to this sweet young girl. Is it Terry? I think that's. I I don't have it written down, but it may be in the back. And she you. says, "Oh, they're such nice people, and they've taken me in. Yeah, and everything's good." Yeah, I was living on the street doing things <laughs> to survive. <laughs> yeah, but she's. It's it's a very like in this. That's this is part of that whole. Yeah, it's innocuous. Yeah, this is part of that whole like kind of innocent, upbeat kind of like mm-hmm. vibe. Because if this was made today, it'd be like. It'd be like track marks on her arms. I had a real hard life before I met, you know. There's actually a, a mini series done a couple years ago with, um, oh, what's her name? Anyways, it's it's very different. It was set in Paris, and the it starts out with the girl that committed suicide, and it shows her in like the exact same situation as Rosemary, which is. Like, she has a husband, and she's pregnant, and she figures out whatever, and then she commits suicide. And this, in the miniseries, happens all before Rosemary and her husband move in. Mm. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, different ways to treat it. This one definitely went the low-key route. Why did Terry jump off the roof? So, uh, here here we go, here we go. So, the important part about Terry is that... um, you know, they're downstairs, they're talking, they're like, oh, it's a spooky basement. We should be friends and come down here more often. Uh, this is what I imagine relationships are like for girls, because it's not this way for guys, where where two girls get together, they go, you're a girl, I, I like the cut of your jib, let's be friends. And then they say the words like, let's be friends, and then they're friends, mm-hmm. um, which for guys is like, so, <laughs> hey. And then you run into each other a few more times, and you're like, that guy's my bud, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, so as they become friends very quickly downstairs, she's like, hey, look, I got this charm. And she's like, oh, it's stinky. And uh, and like, oh, OK. So it sets up the, the premise of this charm. So then the, like a few scenes later, she's dead on the pavement. She's jumped out of this apartment and she's she's dead. And when they pick up the sheet to show her to to the, the neighbors who were to housing ID, her, to her. Uh, yeah, to ID her. Uh, which is a very unprofessional way to to get someone to ID like mm-hmm. a crime scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, they pick up the sheet and there's the there's the pendant mm-hmm. on 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 her. And so it sets up the the idea of like this pendant marks people for like for being manipulated. Mm. Um and and it probably has some sort of actual, you know, satanic significance. Um, in this, in this weird little cult, because later on they offer this pendant to, to Mia, to, uh, to Rosemary. They're like, Hey, you know, look, I got this pendant and it's not really, it's not. And then her husband says, well, if you took it, you ought to wear it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That was pretty, that was pretty soon after their first dinner. Yeah. Cause it was, it, it kind of suspends my disbelief when you're like, Oh Yeah. Here's the thing to wear around your neck right underneath your nose. It kind of smells like shit, but it's great. <laughs> yeah. You'll love it. You'll love it. It'll be. And then everyone's fine with it. Like, oh, yeah, I, I enjoyed smelling like garbage. Yeah. And everybody comments on it. Uh-huh. Too. They're like, wow, this, 
What smells real bad. What does that smell? Dude, my my experience with women is if you make one minor insinuation that something smells funny in the room, they're like, it's not me. I did. <laughs> uh, certainly you're not referring to me. And and if you're like, do you smell? They're like, oh, I never. Yeah. And so like it starts out like realistically where she's like, oh, that's so nice. And she's like, puts it in the deepest darkest section of her jewelry cabinet carrie holds her farts in all day long all day (laughs) do you do that i don't know oh my god you do (laughs) how how, doesn't that hurt i don't know i I don't talk about this (laughs) i will neither confirm nor deny the pain i feel every day (laughs) it depends where you are yeah (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you held it in even around us kids, man. Like there was, it was so. Re- One time, I remember being like seven or oh, eight. Stop it! Don't okay. talk about. <laughs> so, go on. Go okay. down the list. Okay. Oh, Bryce. <laughs> Hang on, Smart oh, David. There, you are being rude. Am I pregnant or am I okay? <laughs> You're okay. So anyway, um. So, so we continue down this road and these neighbors are so nosy. They're constantly barging into the room. Like they're constantly. Was that after the dinner or before the dinner? Cause that's when, that's when guy just got with them and right away. Yeah. yeah so they invite him over to dinner and, and you know, actually it's, it's kind of interesting because it's, uh, it's Rosemary who gets the invite and right. then she has to kind she has to, to convince guy. She's like. You know, He's going, they, they're old. Why do we want to? Yeah. Well, yeah, he was, they had dinner plans with like friends of theirs. But this sets up the idea that Guy isn't in it from the start. Right? No, 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 he's not. But after like, it, it's really interesting. The first, the descent of like Guy trying to mm-hmm. manipulate her um, starts out really subtle because in the beginning, he, they have the, the dinner and then he's like, wow, that guy's a really interesting person. I'd love to talk to him again. And yeah. And then when he comes back later and she mentions this charm, you know, he's pretty subtle about it of like, well, she gave it, you better wear it. Yeah. Which that's kind of a thing that a husband would say of like, I mean, we live on the same floor. She's going to see you. You should probably wear it once wear or it. twice. Yeah. You know, don't just like throw it away kind of thing. And it was also said in kind of a joking manner of like, well, you know, you made your bed. Yeah. By accepting it. Now sleep with poop around your neck. Yeah. <laughs> and then it descends to like, you know, eat it. <laughs> oh, you don't have, you know what you didn't put in here? What's that? Is her eating the raw meat. Oh, um, yeah. That's, I, that's later on. Oh, yeah, there it's, it is. It's quite, quite a ways away. So anyway, so these neighbors are super nosy. They go and have dinner with them. And suddenly Guy's interest is piqued. And now Mia or Rosemary has the necklace. And so this is the start. And he must have said it right then. He must... Um, Roman must have told him like because they were over on the couch and he's like listening real hard and he must have said I can get you what you want if you just do this it was instant yeah it was instant because that night it's like oh he's really I mean they were super supportive like because the and pushy um, about babies too like they're like yeah. you're pregnant yes you gonna have kids or yeah the Mister Castav- Castavet was like super supportive of of guy's career of like saying oh i saw you and i noticed how good you were and you did a thing commercial yeah and it's you could just see guy's ego like being like like having a 
bike pump, like blossoming. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yes, I want more of someone telling me I'm good and believing in me. Yeah. Um, so, so this kind of sets up this premise. This is a, this is going to be a continuing premise throughout the movie, just so that we don't have to continue, uh, constantly talking about it, which is these neighbors are going to throughout the movie be giving food, um, little tinctures, vitamin drinks, all kinds of stuff that taste funny and aren't the best um, for taste or for your stomach <laughs> or for your health. Uh, but yeah, just she you, accepts or for them. Your soul, yeah, or for your soul. Uh, Mrs. Castavets is like the most interesting character in this movie, just in in terms of just being a real strong character. And I, I read in the trivia, originally, the accent was supposed to be Midwest, which would have been another level oh, of, yeah. of just like, oh, I'm just a, oh, I'm just a friendly neighbor. Here you go, dear. Here you go. Oh, I got a nice root. Got some of these pagan roots for you, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and But Ruth Gordon was just so New York. Yeah, she was so great. And, and it's such a... Uh, a good portrayal of someone that's super passive aggressive and very insistent and very like mm-hmm. nosy. Yeah. And I don't know if you know someone but like that. But she totally seemed benign. Yeah. She, to me, she she was she was offhand and she said, "Ah, oh, if you don't want to have it now, you can have it later. No big deal." I I I almost always and I like I'm I'm a I can see these like supremely passive aggressive people from a mile away oh, and yeah. i just and i just i didn't nothing to do with them i <laughs> i was disturbed at how much mrs castavets reminded me of someone i know oh yeah like want to name names um <laughs> no <laughs> i'll just say her name is jay gamble no that's too obvious <laughs> we'll say joyce g oh. um <laughs> uh yeah my mother-in-law is like really kind of that way where it's you her opinions are expressed through very sing-songy like suggestions Mm. you know or observations yeah and it's like okay none of my business dear whether or not you live or die i don't care whatever (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) oh you're doing it oh i bet you guys are gonna do this and this no oh yeah, or like, like, is there a possibility that I'm peg rent? <laughs> um, <laughs> the understudy didn't go blind. The real actor went blind. Yes, my apologies. Um, these are just quick notes, but uh, you know, the leading you, you, man. So, so yes, um, the under uh, um, guy is the understudy for uh, a big play, and. Then suddenly, you know, once once all this tannis root gets introduced to to Mia's diet. Um, Guy gets a call and oh hey you know what the uh, the leading actor in that play you're in he he went blind <laughs> the bad news for him but good news for you so you're gonna be in a, the play and he's like you know he's got this strong energy of like oh boy like <laughs> um, he goes well I'm sort of sorry about that guy it's not too good to get a part that way but there you go honey yeah mm-hmm. and so they have sex a few more times and. Uh, as she, I don't even remember that. Well, they do. Um, as she 
eats this stuff, she has a dream. You know, after she eats this stuff, she has this weird, horrible dream where she's like has her legs tied and well, she's on that boat. Monster sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're on a boat and it's just all very uh, symbolic. Yeah. I mean, they decide to they decide to have a baby and she's super enthusiastic. And then the night where she's going to be fertile, um, they have like a nice dinner and then um, Mrs. Castavets brings him over some mouse, yeah, some chocolate some mouse. chocolate mousse for them to eat, and it's like, hey, it's tastes funny, kind of, tastes funny, yeah, it's got a funny undertaste. And then and a uh, guy is like, <laughs> eat it, yeah, eat it though. I mean, you better I, eat all of it. I'd have made, eat I'd have all made him trade it. it. I would have made him trade it. Yeah. No, you eat this one if you think it's so great. Let me have yours. Yeah. So he. So she eats some of it and then like he's hides. like, oh my uterus. <laughs> <laughs> he eats some of it and then she all of a sudden she's like fainting. Yeah. Like, and so I mean, she only had like a maybe a fourth of it. So I can't imagine how out of it she would be if she ate the whole thing. Yeah, she didn't get enough to get a super Satan in there. Yeah. Am I pregnate? Help, help. <laughs> so yeah, and then she's she passes out and then she dreams of basically being raped. By mm-hmm. monsters? Yeah, a monster. Well, and, she's supposed to be out because Ruth Gordon says, right. oh, she ate the mouse and she's not going to remember anything. Right. She doesn't know what's going on. And then she goes, oh, my gosh, this is really happening. Right. She wakes up. From- Could I be pregonate? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Can ooh bleed while ooh are pergert? Can ooh bleed while ooh are pergert? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> pergert? What's offensive about that? Um, can ooh bleed while ooh are pergert? <laughs> um, so, so yeah, this this is really, I think, the moment where she becomes uh, maybe... Am I pargant? Pargant. And, pregat? Um, pregat. <laughs> <laughs> so she wakes up with scratches all over her, and she's like, hey, guy, what is going What's on the- here? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of fun in it. In a necrophilic kind of way. like, And she's like, oh, wait, you had sex with me? You kind of, like, r- raped me? And he's like, <laughs> we're married. <laughs> right. I can't rape you. You're you're married to me. And it's a very throwaway sort of... Right. Yeah, it's very... It. It's very weird because he's like, yeah, well, it was time to do it. And she's like, very, did, yeah, she's being very work. reasonable. It's like... Could have waited until I was... doesn't have to be that second. Like, we could do it this morning. Like, well, I was pretty drunk, too. And she was like, Danger Ops, prangent sex. Will it hurt baby (laughs) top of his head? (laughs) Danger Uh, Ops. I don't know if this is if any of those drops are funny to anyone without the context of the video. Yeah. So so I should give context to these to these drops. There's a, a video where a man narrates a bunch of Yahoo questions about pregnancy and he just chooses the ones that are completely misspelled. Yeah. Uh, oh. And so so he he narrates all these questions that have been asked to you, Yahoo questions. And it's um, amazing how people can't spell. Well, it's the the meta narrative is that there's a lot of dumb people yeah. that should not be pregnant are yeah, and they, have lots of questions about it. They should be considering how long can Ugo being pregnant to get an abortion? <laughs> they should be considering an abortion. <laughs> um, well, that's that, oh, that's David. the idiocracy thing. Yeah, boy. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, so, yeah, there's a weird thing with Mia Farrow. She has that. I can't tell if she's just a very small 
individual or if she has that like little girl vibe you know she's got that really um she's got that affect in her voice that's like i'm just a, yeah. you know it's like sprightly and kind of and kind of um yeah i mean it's a well she is really little she is she yeah okay she's little and yeah but i think that was for the part you know i mean all that little girl stuff was for this part. Real breathy and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a similar thing between this and and um, the Wicker Man is that there's kind of a baseline understanding of um, maybe not necessarily the reality, but the impulses of the culture at the time was very conservative. Mm. So for the Wicker Man, it's like you know you have to have an understanding of of the um, normal religious you know mm. impulses of people of like yeah. no this is very important to be christian and and have like you know these things be sacred and not to do you know not to do the sex and then for this uh kind of more of a conservative impulse for you know traditional um um uh, traditional roles of the sexes within Mm. a marriage you know having a homemaker and then having the man that you know is the leader of the house i guess and and so it's kind of playing into that and you know i'm I'm sure they're commenting on it at the time it's not assumed but um there's a little bit of that just the power dynamic between the provider and the the woman that's being the housemaker and and they're dead have babies have babies yeah um there's also like this strong kind of nietzschean vibe of like god is dead like there's a lot of there's there's like a time magazine the time magazine that's the cover says is god dead um and then a lot of references to you know obviously witchcraft paganism Mm -hmm. and um and the Mm -hmm. question of like morality and it's uh, it's relevance, I guess. Right. Like, why should you why should you care about the Pope? He's just a, you know. Right. And at the at the start, actually, guy cares a lot. He's like, wow, the Pope is on TV right. on, on uh, this baseball game. Wow, like this is crazy. He, and he's impressed by it. But uh, boy, he's he changes his tune <laughs> like 180 degrees. Uh, so anyway, um, let's see here at this point, she's prego and the first trimester is rough and, and they've, they've influenced her. They've kind of like sub they've, uh, they've, they've kind of like subbed in their own doctor. They've kind of worked their way into her whole life. They're like, here's the drink. You got to drink it. Here's this doctor. You got to go see him. You're going to, and the doctor like sets it up too. He's like, you're going to feel bad for the first trimester. Yeah. It is not fun. By the way, for, for you ladies who haven't had, uh, had pregnancies yet, that's a strong possibility. Um, like my wife had a terrible first trimester for both kids. How was it that way for you? No, no, you had an okay time. Yeah. Did, I didn't feel bad. Did you have like, um, uh, you, you know, what are they, uh, what are they called? Those urges to eat different kinds of interesting foods? Oh, cravings? Yeah, yeah. No, I I really didn't. Nothing changed for you, um, really. I did feel sick with the second time, and all I wanted for a long time was just ginger ale. That was, that was Garrett. He's, yeah, he, tell me about it. He's a real troublemaker. 
Um, not a good guy, generally speaking. But, um, but it was, you know, it, I never barfed. You never barfed? No. Not once. No. Wow. Carrie, Carrie was laid out. Yeah, I know. Like, Poor Carrie. Laid out. And actually, um, my brother's uh, wife doesn't I, she, I mean she was she was kind of tired um, yeah i was and, real tired both times yeah she was real tired but it didn't and and i think she had some some small issues but yeah it can ladies it can vary dramatically uh like there is no right way and and that's kind of what her first doctor says he's like like you said he's like yeah. don't read anything don't listen to anyone like it's all normal whatever's going to happen to you it's just unavoidable kind right. of right um, yeah, like just call me anytime. Who? What doctor says that? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't trust doctors that are available. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, the that whole interchange between the doctor and her, especially the first one, where it's like, yeah, don't read. Like, you should also not trust people that don't that tell you not to read. But <laughs> he basically says like, don't listen to anyone but me because I'll tell you that everything's fine. And uh, every pregnancy is different. Oh, but remember when she first came back and said, I'm pregnant. And the cast of vets go, oh, boy. And everybody drank. Yeah. Everybody, oh, yeah. And yeah. everybody smoked cigarettes all the time. Yeah, and they're like, it was like really, blowing cigarette smoke like in her face. They're like, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, when when can I? Can ooh down a 20-foot water slide pegnat? When can I go down a water slide? <laughs> can I go down at pegnat? Um <laughs> yeah, and so so she's she feels real terrible the first trimester. She gets all these weird cravings for like raw steak. Like she takes this steak, flips it twice on yeah. this on this skillet. Gives it like a good solid two Mississippi for each side. <laughs> and then she just mm, just cuts right into this raw steak. She eats raw chicken liver. She, with her hands. With her hands. The trivia on this? I know. Holy cow. So she really did that. Mia Farrow is, was vegan at the time. Ugh. And she no still she ate that, that liver for the movie. Just crazy. Yeah, that is that is crazy. Can I get bringed if I, he had a comdom on? <laughs> Can I get bringed? While he had a condom on, um, so calm calm dom. So so yeah, this first trimester rough and weird, and uh, and you know she's like who who feels like eating? Did you ever feel like eating raw chicken liver? Oh, Were you ever like never in my life? Never, not, not even when I. No, no was not even with you, David. Oh. <laughs> um, and she looks rough, and then she gets a hold of her friend Hutch. And she's like, hey, is this all this weird stuff's going on? And well, like, he sees her and he says, you look terrible. Right. Yeah. And and she's already given up her other doctor, a real doctor. That's right. I, but, I love how how uh, freely everyone tells her how terrible she looks. She's like <laughs> one of the most beautiful people. And they're just like, whoa, you look awful. Well, she did look awful by then. They painted her up all right. white with dark circles around her eyes and her hair was bad. Yeah. But even then, you would give it like, you'd be like, huh. And then you'd give it like a, Are you feeling like good? a 30 minutes thing. <laughs> you'd and say, you'd be like, so. You you feeling okay? Is <laughs> pregnancy wiping you out? Like, is you, you exhausted? Like, you wouldn't just be like, you look very bad. Yeah, a lot of Dr. Nick from The Simpsons <laughs> observations. Whoa, you need boobs. Um, <laughs> and then he tosses her some change. Um, <laughs> so... 
so um let me think oh i had i had a i had a thought oh yeah she's they're like and the, also like like you said mom they're like you're drinking for two now you know? <laughs> Drink well up. people didn't think about it back then until it was it was like 1980 before people really went whoa don't did you drink a- with me no a little um i remember a friend of mine had when she was pregnant she had a we were we got together for lunch several of us and um we had a glass of wine and we said oh gee should you and she goes oh it's okay mm, yeah uh, it, uh, one little thing of wine I, yeah. you know i mean it, it was becoming not not the thing and that was like the late 70s early 80s yeah there's a lot of like weird like very strong rules that come mm-hmm. into play that are maybe not completely necessary like you can't have one drink, one little one. I think there's like, there's they know a pretty specific time frame in which it actually is is harmful, impactful. Mm. Like if, and I think there is like a time where, like, if you have a drink at the wrong time, it could affect things. Yeah, but mostly it's if you're drinking all the time. So, but it just looks funny now. Yeah, it just looks funny now. It's like if you drive around with your kid not in a car seat when they're, you know, eight or nine. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like, uh, I mean, they're a hundred pounds. Can you lay off? It's like, <laughs> yeah. People- well, poor Hutch comes, and then she goes they to- know he's they know she's got a visitor and they pop right over yeah and they're like and, and, well, oh hi hi hi, hi. hi. yeah let, let, i'll i like to talk to your friend and uh they find out about her meeting him in front of the time life building the next day at exactly what time yeah and then he doesn't show up and, yeah and and, and, and he doesn't he show shows up. up he doesn't show up because he's, he's had a stroke yeah. he's had he's gone into a coma, coma. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and Minnie shows up in place of him, and she's like, "Oh, what a what a coincidence! Yeah. I'm here where you are." <laughs> it's like, yeah, what what a what a coincidence that is. Um, and so so now they've clearly kind of it's it's insinuated that Hutch has has been has been offed by them, uh, by this influ- right, set it of influencers. And it just doesn't look the. The cause doesn't look direct because he doesn't just die. He just kind of drifts along for a long time until right. finally dies. Well, that might have happened anyway because he was in a coma. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with the previous tenant. Like, she was in a coma yeah. and oh. then eventually died, too. And so it's kind of set up. And then they... um, Yeah, Guy is obviously um, involved because after she gets off the phone, he's like, Oh, what he wants to to meet with you? Where? What time? <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's like okay, uh, yeah. So at the so then they have a party. They have like they have a party and it has a bartender and you know she's drinking and everybody's having a good time. It's her old friends from and it's, before. Yeah, it's all of her old friends and uh, and she gets into a spell and all of her girlfriends like you know surround her and uh, and they're like, sweetie, are you okay? You need to go see a doctor and get a second opinion and and yada yada and um not abraham saperstein right and uh and then uh it kind of at the end of the party when she has an argument with her husband about going to see this other doctor and right in the middle of this argument basically the first trimester ends and her pain and her discomfort goes away magically go away at this exact moment yeah. it's like you've crossed over into the second trimester 
And uh, and so now nah, there's no reason. Everything's fine. And then the next two trimesters go by like a breeze. It's it's basically a. When does he say to her, "Things are going to be so great, honey"? What, he's I can't remember what, what he says. Oh, things are going to be so great. You know, with his career and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I can't remember when that um, was. I think it was pretty early on because, like, he he tips his when hat of like. When she feels bad. When yeah. She's oh all yeah, sick. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of a a weird thing where I sold she's my soul she's and it's going to be great now. Yeah, she's talked about how she hasn't drunk the the vitamin drink for a couple days, and she's, and she's like hiding those pills and the she's, bricks. She's like. She's over it, and then he gets really mad at her for not taking a vitamin drink, which is like sus. <laughs> and uh, and then yeah, she turns the corner and she's like, "Oh, I don't feel the pain anymore at all, and I feel the baby moving." At which point, it's like, "Oh well, everything's fine. Let's just keep doing the normal thing." So so it's almost like her whole mentality was worrying about the baby and what was and whether she was going to be able to keep it. And then once the reassurance that the baby was alive and well, she's like, okay, well, I guess it isn't so bad. I guess the doctor knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Things had almost gone off the rails for the, for the, uh, sorry, accidentally. Things had almost gone off the rails for the, um, for the cult. And she had almost decided, you know, this was the moment where things almost went good, but then, you know, Satan took the wheel. Um, so, so anyway, the next two trimesters go by in a breeze, and we're basically at the end of her pregnancy now. Uh, at this point, Hutch Hutch dies, and she realizes, oh, I hadn't even reached out to see how he was this whole yeah. time. And he, but fortunately, he had left her a clue um, in the in a book called All of Them Witches. Which is what she would have gotten if she'd have met him that morning right. and she'd have been filled in. But then it just drifted on and then it was given to her in a will. And the note attached to the book or the clue attached with the book was, hey, you know, he said it was the title of this book was an anagram. Said the for, name is an anagram. Right. The, well, that's the title. But no. Oh. She said she go. She assumed it was the name of the book, but it wasn't the uh, name of the book. Was... It was the guy's name inside, in the old antique picture. Right. Mm-hmm. The name is an anagram. So she tries. She pours out the, the um, Scrabble tiles and tries to make the title of the book into a, into something and n- couldn't manage it. And then she went through and where the little fo- page was dog-eared, folded mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. That was the page with that guy. Roman and, Castavets was the anagram. I forget what his name was. Um, but also, also one of the little pieces of trivia about this movie is one of the anagrams for all of them witches is a hell come cometh swift. Hmm. Um, so that was that was interesting. Again, things you learn while watching through Amazon. Um, <laughs> so the guy threw her book, throws her book away, throws this all of them, which is book away. And she goes searching for it to replace it. She's like, mm-hmm. I got to know. I got to figure out what's what's the what's this thing that Hutch was trying to clue me in on. And um, and she calls. Then she, she she's like convinced. Now she's like, oh, shit, I figured it out. This all of this. This is a big, big conspiracy against me. Mm-hmm. And um and uh, and she gets strongly paranoid, and she she builds the idea in her head, and she she's like, I gotta go see another doctor. She, well, she goes to see her doctor, and well, she goes to the phone booth 
And there's a blast from the past, a phone booth. I was thinking nobody knows what a phone booth is anymore. And she dials, she puts in a dime mm-hmm. and she dials around. The children wouldn't know what that was. No. People, I, I mean, think they probably gathered it once you're in. Well, she's, they, they see her in a booth and there's a phone. And toy phones that you I don't know, actually, to babies are still like that. I don't yeah. know why, but. Yeah. I just realized that the shape of a phone is not the same in Gen oh. Z's head yeah. at no. all. Yeah, exactly. No. Wow. But, but, and uh, then she thinks the guy outside is one of the guys, yeah, but now, it's not. And somebody, she has to monopolize the phone for, and it took a long time. It it, it was really slow moving. Mm-hmm. When I think of movies now, oh, yeah. several movies that we thought were great back in the day, um, Young Frankenstein. Oh, we thought that was the most hilarious it, movie. It is. It's it very is. funny. But, but it's slow. Yes. It's and so paced. And I couldn't paced. believe how slow it was because we thought it was hilarious in 1974 or whatever. Well, they're not mutually exclusive, right? It's just it's just a strange – it's just now an outdated – I remember saying, you guys, to, to, to my kids, you got to see this movie. It was so hilarious. And we started watching it and they, they're like – I can't even stick with this. It's so slow. But I've watched that many times since. Oh. Like that's that's one of, like I love I, I love Mel Brooks generally. Um and uh, and by the way, uh, his son Max Brooks is a great horror writer. Mm-hmm. So that's a. But that's how this movie. I thought maybe all movies were really slow back then, but I don't think so. Yeah, because yeah, they were. Oh, well. did most you women feel pregnant before find out? So, um, so now she's all paranoid. She goes to see a few, uh, a new doctor and he's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. No, it was um, the same old doctor, the first doctor. And he says, Mrs. Woodhouse. I remember the him. She goes, mm-hmm. won't you see me? Won't um, you see me? Uh, everything's really bad. I have a bad doctor. And he goes, Mrs. Woodhouse. So disappointed like that. You, I can't really take someone else's case. Now you came to see me the first week and now it's like eight months later. You can't. That yeah, so she goes to see him, and then he totally sells her out. And that because th- she sounds so paranoid, yeah. she sounds so wacky. That scene where it just shows him as as she's walking by him, just the look that he gives her of just like uh, there, Poor there's some nutty woman. Yeah, there's something there about just that is like patronizing. The, Poor nutty woman. Yeah. Of just being not in control of Let your own fate. Let all these other men take care of you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, another hysterical woman. Yeah, right. Let's, this is another man's problem. I'll let him handle it. <laughs> yeah, is that... I can't work out if that's... Like, the way things were back then, and we're looking at an honest interpretation of I that. I think it was often the way things were. Yeah. Often. But, but also, it seems, it seems self-aware. Yeah. It, it seems like it's also yeah. like, also like this is wrong. It's wrong sure, to do this to women. women knew people that men would do that to them. Yeah. But you had to, you know, everybody just had to put up with it. Yeah, and but, doctors, this is, but this is Roman Polanski making this movie, you know, so he must have seen the injustice and the, and the, the Maybe it was written in the, that. this, you said this was a book. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it, it was, was in first. the book that way. Oh, was, was, and it, the book was written by a woman. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not. I mean, this stuff happens today too. Yeah. Oh yeah, of, no, of, absolutely. Like especially in like patriarchal organizations, I can I can think of lots of instances in in my former church where this would happen. Yeah, where it's like 
don't worry, the men will take care of it. Really? And the women are like, why are we not, like, getting a say in this very important decision? And they're like, drink your tannis root. <laughs> Here, have a necklace. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, let's... let's. Did m- anybody look up tannis root? No. I never had time to look up tannis root to see if it's a real thing. I'm sure it is, um, because it's mentioned in all of them witches, and, and media can't lie. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of expedite this. We're going to yeah. move forward a little quicker. Um, the the doctor uh, rats her out to her old doctor. She's taken away in a taxi. She's brought back home. She's kept under lock and key. She is being fed medicine that she's very cleverly pocketing and, uh, and not taking so that she can kind of maintain some level of awareness. And uh, and then she gives birth. And, and it's uh, kind of a a weird, horrible birth that's she's not exactly present for, and a lot of other people kind of take control of. Um, well, yeah, they S- sedate Saperstein her. gives her a set of give, a set of give, <laughs> and uh, and finally she gives birth, and then she's like, "Where's my, where's my baby?" Um, you know, a couple days later, she's being watched over by. And the first one these says, kind of, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's a boy." Sure, these these uh, these she's being watched by these like matronly kind of uh, women that are just reading Reader's Digest mm-hmm. and like. And are, I love that one. Yeah, woman, where it's the the one with the glasses with that's the Midwestern mm-hmm. accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, you just tell her like she's just the f up of the of the witch's coven, right? Like, gosh dang it, you moron, Betsy, come on! <laughs> like, she's like not quick on her feet at all, right? Like, what are you doing with my breast milk? Uh, we're throwing it away. Yeah, that's the ticket. But don't put your spoon in there. That could um, it's bad. Be messy, it's dirty. <laughs> um. <laughs> So they tell her that her baby died, um, and it was all her fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was because it was because you were obstinate, you dumb bitch. <laughs> and uh, and but she keeps hearing it like through the wall. Yeah, like we've got this well established thing going on of oh, you can hear easily through the through the apartment uh, into the other apartment, and so she she organizes her escape she gets into the closet from the start of the movie and she finds the door and she walks into the room and there is this huge the gathering pictures are back up on the all wall. the pictures are back up on the wall and they're all weirdo very strange <laughs> burning cathedrals and like satan mm. dragging away people i really like what you've did here <laughs> like what you did here with the uh, the fire in the church mm. and it's good. You guys really like goats. Yeah. What a... Boy, in New a... York, in the middle of New York City. Yeah. Right. Girlfriend ain't had periods since she got pre-gat. So, um, and she walks into this room where there's this big uh, assembly of people, and they're all just so smitten. And, and I think there's... So it's a... Not necessarily a very... Um, what would you say? Uh, I'm trying to. I've I've just completely lost the word. Um, Bassinet? Are you talking no, about? the the array of people. There's there's people of different 
origins. Oh, so right. there's there's a man from Japan there. Take so a pictures. That was the what would you call this? It's it's a highly diverse yeah, crowd. It's a rainbow coalition. Well, highly diverse for 1968. Right. <laughs> Which is <laughs> means one Japanese person. There's a Japanese guy there, <laughs> and then there's also an Italian well, looking how, man. There were only a dozen people. Yeah, but sure. Um, I mean, yeah. But anyway, so and then and there's uh, this big, just this big bassinet that's designed by Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, it's this big black bassinet with a crucifix that's upside down directly like as the uh, <laughs> the, the, the what's it called? The uh, the mobile mobile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a upside down crucifix mobile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> black. And it's like, look, the baby can't see it when it's upside down. You got to put it like this. Because otherwise right. it just looks yeah, yeah. anyway. So um so and she's just completely shocked and she's like, What are you people doing? And uh You're never shown the baby, which no. is the best choice. Cause I I think originally the the studio wanted them to show like a monster baby. Right. Yeah. You know, or like the baby's eyes. And they did show the eyes. They did like a quick like um fade in fade out. Not of, of the baby though. Of no, that was that was when the, she got raped the, by the devil. It was at the end as well. Um Are you, you sure? Yeah, I'm 100% certain of this. Um I'll go back and look. Yeah. But anyway, uh so yeah, there's there's allusions to demonic. Oh, no, she was she was seeing a vision of the demon, not the baby. Oh, she was remembering. She was remembering yeah, being raped right. by the demon. It, okay, I yeah. took that out of context. Yeah, then. so the they don't... I think the studio wanted them to, like, show, like, a baby with crazy hoof hands and stuff. And, and uh, Roman Polanski's like, no. Yeah. It'll be better if you just let them think in their and head, which it always is the case. And what did they want with this baby? Were they going to use it in these... Well, was the rituals were they going to kill this baby? This was the or? Christ child of oh, Satan. Okay. Yeah. Um, they they mentioned that uh, that this is basically this is him coming to Earth to, mm-hmm. yeah. to to rape and pillage. You've given birth to Satan, <laughs> um, and she's like, "Oh no!" And it's like the sinking feeling you get in this, and the hopelessness. Yeah. And you know it what? She hopeless. takes it rather well. <laughs> it's such a it's such a ridiculous ending yeah. to where. Yeah. The the slow burn and like the gaslighting of the whole movie leads up to it and it's the reveal and it is really satisfying uh-huh. of a really pretty kooky ending if you're trying to just describe it of oh yeah and then there's this coven of old people that are yelling hail satan right. like well that sounds dumb. Yeah. It's like no, it's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. in, in this movie. It's crazy and uh and she takes it pretty well, you know. <laughs> She's not <laughs> She's not destroyed. I mean, she is in shock over right, it, right, right. which which takes which tends to look kind of. But maybe so much wacky stuff happened to her all these months right. that she finally just. Well, it's probably a relief to have it confirmed of like finally, right. like I know every every one of my fears is all the stuff I valid. thought was yeah. real, was true. Yeah, this is the story of my life, and um, and then they they eventually you know put the seed in her mind that like you know it's still your baby and then the the lady in the in the glasses this is the yeah. other part yeah, she's Gertrude over there she's like. rocking the baby is like <laughs> <laughs> it's like what what am i doing wrong i'm yeah. just rocking the baby <laughs> yeah yeah so uh so and the ultimate end is 
she loves her baby. Right. And she goes and she's like, she can't help herself because that's, that's how a mom is. You know, it's like, oh man, this right. is brutal. Um, so man, um, let's go on to final recommendations. Uh, this is one of the easiest recommendations I've ever made. Everyone except, or maybe especially those who are pregnant or are trying to become pregnant should see this movie. That's, that's what I would say. What about you, Bryce? Yeah, I think if you're, if you hate slow old movies, like, yeah, you might not enjoy this, but this is one of the best horror movies ever made. Like, you should definitely see it. Even though it's slow, everything adds to it. Yes. It's all, it's all, it's all integral. It's all important. Yeah. Here's a question. Do you think Bugsy would call this movie pretentious? uh, I mean, he can't help himself, (laughs) you know? He, yes, I yeah, think he would. I guess he would. Yeah, I didn't think so. But he proved me wrong, Bub, Bugsy. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a, a listener who is also a rapper, but he tends to like really gratuitous movies. <laughs> um, and uh, everything else, anything that is subtle, mildly subtle, he's like, this is pretentious. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, and you'll hear his song at the end of the podcast that's his that's our outro music he's made a song about us i'm looking forward to it yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so mom what's your final recommendation for uh for our listeners about rosemary's baby well for a horror movie it's it's a probably the least horror horrible that you could watch it hasn't got insides and it hasn't got lots of blood and it you can watch it you know, without being totally grossed out. I mean, you're grossed out morally, but not grossed out by what's on the screen. Is that is that what um, what really gets you about? That's I think a lot of people how a lot of people think of horror movies as gore. Oh, that, that Walking Dead stuff. Yeah, I'm like not gore interested in and... looking at no and and people being totally physically. Well, this they were pretty cruel to her, but yeah. it wasn't. Slashery. No, <laughs> no, I don't. You, could you get a little closer to that, Mike? Um, the so, uh, so what about thrillers? Are you okay with stuff that's kind of more heady like this? This is a little bit more. Um, it depends. I don't know. I it depends. It go. I go on a case by case, like a movie by movie case, like Alfred Hitchcock. A lot. Oh of yeah, time. we like Alfred Hitchcock. There you we go. Watch lots. So of what about like? And I think you like a lot of M Night Shyamalan movies. Yeah, as well, I like right? those. Those were. Yeah, it gives you something to think about and um, wonder how it's going to turn out and where the twist is going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't. I just don't like stuff that's disgusting. Well, that's understandable. I to be to be honest with you, I'm I'm not a big fan of of the gore uh, either. So, um, so yeah, I think I think we can kind of and get, like get certain certain space movies that are kind of thrillery. I like those. Do you like Alien? No, no, that's no. too much. And Prometheus. Oh my gosh! Oh I yeah, can't watch Prometheus. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I, I've seen it. I've seen most all of it bit by bit, oh. but I have to run away. Why? What's the thing <laughs> it's about it? scary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that, let's get into horror movie talk. Horror. 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 Horror.
This is a little bit where we uh, where we take calls from our voicemail line. Uh, if you would like to call into the show and potentially get on the show, you can call 682-253-4468. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll play your question or comment. I did ask for questions and comments f- uh, for my mom. I don't know if uh, if anybody actually followed through on that. But, man, when I put out the call, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people called in. Called in, which I'm th- thankful for. Um so I want to get to I do want to get to all of these, but I don't know if I'll have time. So I apologize if you called in and I and I don't play your thing. Here we go. Uh, um, oh. hello, my name is Aaron, and I'm calling from Santa Fe, Georgia, and I was just wondering. This is a question for um David's mom. And I was wondering who our favorite child was. Um, so just, yeah, I love you guys' show. I love All right. you too. <laughs> okay, bye. This is Brock. So that was either that Brock was... or Aaron from Santa Fe, Georgia. Um, yeah. And they were David. asking what your who your favorite child was. David. Stop it. She said David. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> David was the first one out Stop of her it. mouth. Okay. Well, In your face, Garrett. A long, <laughs> long standing. See, David can edit that out now to where it's, she just says David. Yeah, there it is. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, next caller. Are they all you? Hey, this is Natalie. I'm calling from New Mexico. So I saw your demand for voicemails on Facebook. So I thought I'd step up to the plate. Uh, oh yeah, so Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween, best movie ever. I'm sure we're all in agreement on that. Uh, other than that, um, you know, your podcast is fantastic. The, the burps are great. They're necessary. They're punctuation. So obviously keep them coming. So that's Natalie, and she likes our burps. She likes that we burp into the mics. There's been some controversy over that. How do you feel about about people burping into your ears, Mom? Um, I don't prefer it, but to each his own. Well, that's fair. Um, did you ever listen to Howard Stern at all? I've heard Howard Howard Stern a little bit. Yeah did uh, did you appreciate any of any of his stuff at all? Or mm, no, not so much. Did you like Fart Man? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You never saw Fart Man? Where he comes down from like the ceiling on, on wires and he's got this suit on no. with his butt cheeks cut out and then he just farts into a mic a bunch? No? Okay. No. Wow, you're it's okay. It's okay to laugh and have fun. Like this is just <laughs> that fun. That sounds stupid. Well yeah, it's stupid, but Well I'm 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 past that. You're past farting being funny? Yeah. It's always funny. I know everyone around me laughs with that. Your children. <laughs> okay. Well, here's our next caller. Even the baby. Hey, this is uh, Scott Schmidt from Louisiana. I just want to say that I love your guys' podcast. You guys make my day. I listen to you guys when cleaning my house and when I'm on my way to and from work. I had a question. Do you guys do you guys have any tattoos? Because I don't know if you guys have ever said that. And yeah. All right. 
Bye, guys. Bryce, do you have any tattoos? Oh, thanks for your call, Scott. Uh, no, I do not. No. David's got a full double sleeve. I have a like big a dragon. Phoenix on his back big, and a yeah, dragon, dragon on the front. Big red dragon tattoo on my back. Yeah. <laughs> no, we... I think we both don't have any tattoos. No, I don't. Uh, I would. I would. To be honest with you, I'd really like one. And and the only one that that makes any sense is like a full sleeve blackout tattoo, like oh, completely black. Don't one arm. Do that to your body. No. No, and all that ink in you. Who knows what that? It's icky. Yeah. Do you have any tattoos? No. Not a one. No. Um. Do you ever think about like getting a clown mask tattooed on your face? Oh, every day, David. <laughs> there's this one guy. Uh, on, it doesn't leave my mind. There's this one guy on one of the podcasts that I listen to who, <laughs> who they focus on, and he he's gotten a clown makeup tattooed permanently onto his face, oh. and he just gets on there and he's real serious and it's like, "You guys don't get tattoos on your face; it ruins <laughs> it ruins your life." Because he's getting it removed now, yeah. and he's like. I've just gone through my 16th session, and it's, like, just still Touching completely dark. visible. Yeah. Um, so, no, no tattoos. I just can't find... It would have to be either hilarious or meaningful. To be honest, it would be best if it was funny, um, so that anytime anybody saw it, they laughed, but... Because um, I really like that sentiment that Steve-O says, where it's like, I just want something that makes people laugh. I just like to see him stab you with needles a whole lot of times. Jeez! <laughs> Because you're just so anti, you're always so ugh, about needles. No, I don't. Needles don't bother me. I, I mean, I get acupuncture done like oh, well, a that's lot. True. Um, that's but true. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see how I how I handle the tattoo. There's a lot of uh, tattooed people that are fans, though. Oh yeah, I know. Um, what's her name? M. Chara. And, um, well, she just recently changed it. Like uh, dead dead girl or something. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what she changed her name to. It's um, like Bree something. Anyways, she's on TikTok too. She's, yeah, I'm going to. Anyways, I appreciate it, but I am not interested in getting any myself. You're not interested in it at all? Not at all. Right now, her name is um, uh, underscore Spooky Tooth or Cas Casper. Caspar? Let's see here. Um, I think I'm thinking about someone different, but it doesn't uh, matter. She's also um, part of the Vamchara tattoo thing and she's she's been really nice to us and um giving us a bunch of shout outs on her instagram so here is our next message hey guys this is alan from atlanta georgia so um i gotta say i've been listening to y'all for a while and i've, I've really enjoyed y'all y'all have been great and just so fun to listen to i'm so glad i found y'all and uh i do think it's funny that we live in a universe where y'all review rats <laughs> And y'all review, uh, what's another one? Thanks Killing and <laughs> some movies I'm just like, why haven't y'all gotten to the thing yet? The, the, the thing, the original, the thing. Kurt Russell, I mean, come on. Uh, another question I wanted to That's ask you question. guys is, as far as the thing goes, I mean, I know that Blumhouse is going to re be remaking it here soon. Um, do y'all think that's a good thing? Do you think that practical effects are going to be a key element? In that film, um, do y'all think that there's going to be like a theme uh, ar around that movie that most horror movies have been doing? Like, you know, uh, The Invisible Man kind of had a theme of like gaslighting. Do you think that's going to be as prominent in the Thing remake? Um, 
do you all th- and of course do you all think that practical effects are going to be a big thing because you know i feel like we're about to have kind of like a practical effects renaissance because of you know the dark crystal age of resistance that just recently came out was really great really good effects but just want to know some of y'all's thoughts on the thing remake and if you- yeah that's a good question I, i'm kind of like i'm so have you seen the thing mom with Kurt Russell, John Carpenter, nineteen eighty-two. I tried to, but I didn't get interested in it, and I ha- or I got had to get busy. Really, it's it's something else to do. It's spectacular, but it's also really goopy, um, like really um, gory. Uh, but it's as far. Well, there like, was a that a long, long ago, like in the fifties or right. Something. This is and this is part of my 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 kind of duality of opinion on on the thing, which is. The Thing, 1982, is a remake mm-hmm. of The Thing from the 50s. Uh-huh. So, and it's a much better remake. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a much better movie. So, I guess, like, if they do it well, great. Yeah. Uh, if they don't, then why did you touch it? Like, you better, you better, if, you better be able to put a new or interesting spin on it that it, that is able to stand on its own legs otherwise why did you even bother it was fine the way it was so yeah. that's my opinion on it and and as far as practical effects go if whether or not they use them i don't i mean i hope they do i don't have strong i don't have a i don't yeah, have a there's, lot of confidence there's a weird thing about practical effects is that they definitely look worse <laughs> like it looks more fake but it's also more but disturbing. That's part of it. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's fake, but is in reality, so it it feels very weird. Yeah, you know. Yeah, as How opposed you... to CG that can make be made look What's really practical real. Practical effects. Oh yeah, so it's like puppetry and animatronics, oh, like old style, like things that are real that yeah. are made to move the around. The way they used to have to do it. Right. right. That things that aren't like computer Godzilla generated. From the... Godzilla from the 50s as a guy in a big suit. Right. Yeah. Things that aren't computer. Now, there's so much. Um, yeah. And computer generated effects. There's just something. There's just something that makes me detach from the movie where I'm like, well, that's not real at all. Like, and don't get me wrong. There's something about like the practical effects that that you go, well, that's not real. But there's also something kind of off about the way it moves. You know, if it's mechanical or something like that, kind of like your mind kind of rejects it a little bit anyway i don't have a big opinion about all that we have lots of opinions on (laughs) it okay so next caller thank you for uh yeah thank you for calling in i think that was alan yeah thanks for calling in alan hey guys uh so we just had our netflix party last week and i'm just thinking to myself who the heck is picking these movies now all of the choices see i like i've never seen any of them i just chose the most popular one because i figured you know everybody is gonna pick the best one out of the bunch and that movie was so terrible (laughs) first of all the main character never said the name of the title in the movie like come on that's like a given second of all there are so many like good movies on netflix that were not in that list like house at the end of the street with jennifer lawrence uh, Red Dragon, they're sinister. The old poltergeist, as above, so below. Like I just named, prom- okay, prom night. I totally forgot that was on there. That's kind of a slasher. But 
so many good choices. All of the choices are terrible. Like, come on. There's no way we can keep watching these shitty-ass movies. I'm sorry. They are terrible. Killer Clowns Mouse, please, I guess, wasn't that bad. But I don't know how that lost to Silence of the Lambs. Like, what the fudge? What are people choosing? I don't get it. Better movie. <laughs> uh, sorry, there's my rant. But that was a pretty waste of... So, good point, Elizabeth. First of all... <laughs> I chose the movies on the last poll, mm. and it was themed for houses yeah. or something in the house. And the house at the end of the street was on that list mm -hmm. with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I could have chosen it, Elizabeth. Yeah. What, what are you? You kind of sounds like you're slacking around, and it sounds like you chose the movie. I was. I mean, that was a rough movie to watch. We have this thing where we do a Netflix party on the sec. Yeah, that's a good point. We. We do a Netflix party on the second Saturday of every month. So if, if you want to be a part of that, join our Facebook group, mm -hmm. Horror Movie Talk Facebook group, and there it should be scheduled on there already. And you can, you're free to attend if you please. Anyway, so a lot of the movies we've been watching on there have not been very good. Yeah, I mean, we put but it's it, kind of better that way, in my opinion. I don't know. Is it, though? <laughs> I'm just a happy camper. I think one of these rocking and a rolling. <laughs> I think one of these times I might just just pick it unilaterally mm. on like a good movie. I think what it is is people think that they're going to have a funner time watching a bad movie and making fun of it, which is valid. But you know, also it's nice every once in a while to watch an actual good movie. Yeah, yeah, that's everyone. I'm learning that everyone has opinions about watching a movie together what type of movie is good because i've picked a list for for us and for my work i uh, did a netflix party recently and like someone approached me in, at work and they're like who picked these movies like yeah. no one's gonna want to watch good movies yeah like, okay i that's my kind of my opinion yeah how does it make you feel to know that um that we have all these listeners who are who will call into the show like I mean, this is evidence that that we have it's lived impressive. Pe people who okay, it's impressive. I am impressed. Are you? Yep. Oh man, that feels good. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad's still like, yeah, he's still doing that uh, pod cart <laughs> thing. What? What are you doing? Uh, you what do you like? Um, you watch keep, movies? You keep it on your computer? You do. You do that. Uh, yeah, have you listened to one, Dad? We've done 124 episodes. No, I still got to do that. I just got to... And he just like look. He just got this thousand thousand yard stare every time I ask him if he's looked at it. He's like, still got to crack into that. I was like, okay, thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, so here's our next caller. It's our boy Jason. Hey, it's your boy Jason. See. Um... <laughs> One thing I kind of wanted to do with these voicemails now is... Uh, okay, get to it. Question, and right now I'm sitting in Sonic's drive-thru, uh, and I just thought of this right now, and it's kind of stupid, but oh well. He's asking a question based on the theme from one of our Netflix parties, which is Would You Rather. He's asking us a Would You Rather uh, question. Okay, so both of you, would you rather spend three nights in the Amityville Horror House or the original farmhouse from the Conjuring movie. 
There you go. So, would you rather spend three nights, I don't know why three, in Amity Amityville House or in The Conjuring House? You Have you seen the Amityville Horror, Mom? Part of it. Yeah. But not all of it. Boy, and that is an icky feeling movie. It wasn't as... Was, there's a real house. Oh, yeah. There's a real house. Yeah. No, and I never saw the other one because it just... Right. I, so, the farmhouse is... No, I wouldn't see Is it, it just a house or is... Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It, doesn't it matter honestly either. doesn't matter because nothing's going to happen. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I got to say. Which has the better bathrooms? Yeah, I got to say. I know. Say, who has the more comfortable beds? Yeah. Like, what's the layout? I'll tell you this. The Conjuring, Do they have cable? The Conjuring House is really remote, um, which, if you're going to stay in a haunted house, not ideal. Uh, and the Amityville house is actually in some little suburb in New Jersey. So I think I'd choose that because you can run out and find someone and be like, I was just in the Amityville house. And they'll be like, shut up. That house ruined our whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that's my answer. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. Uh, thanks for calling Jason. Um, Jason's a patron for been, been so for a long time. Thank you for supporting the show. Here is our next call. Hello, um, I found you guys through uh, Jury Rig Garage's YouTube videos uh, on the suspension tundra build. Oh yeah, so a YouTube channel called Jury Rig Garage. You guys can head over there. They helped me redo the suspension in my tundra, and uh, and so they made a series of videos about it. And apparently, um, she found us through that, through being on that channel over there. So here we go. Anyways. Um, David looks a lot like that, uh, kitten mittens guy <laughs> from, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Are you perhaps related to Charlie Day? Uh, and then second, do you have a good recommendation for a Christmas horror movie? All right. Thank you. Have a good day. You know, I never even thought about that. His name is Charlie Day. His name's it? Charlie Day. Actually, Charlotte, I... Came down strong on naming her Charlotte because I really enjoy Char Charlie Day's stuff. Mm -hmm. And people have told me that same thing in the past. Specifically the way I talk, people go, you talk just like Charlie Day. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no relation. But uh, are you sure that there's no relation, though? Mom, are we related to people from Philadelphia? No. <laughs> no. Oh, heavens. I mean, no. probably... You probably wouldn't be back that many generations, though. Anyway, no. Day is my married name, so... <laughs> Who knows, yeah. right? And and those people, those Days, they're just a bunch of scoundrels, <laughs> scallywags. Um, yeah, and then as far as a recommendation for a Christmas horror movie, oh, man. I mean, I the only one that I love is Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's, it's the best. Right. It's the best. You can't do better than Silent Night, Deadly Night. For a wide variety of reasons. Yeah. But I'd say a close second is Gremlins. Gremlins. I was uh, thinking of that. Gremlins. Yeah. Krampus is really good. Oh, Krampus is fun. The 2015 one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, too. I would. But I mean, definitely, you got to start out with Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, yeah. Here we got another question. If you could turn into any animal or mythical animal, what would it be? <laughs> Mom. Oh. Here, you want me to play it again? Uh, no. Just go ahead and I'll think. Okay. Um, any animal or mythical animal? Um, 
I got one. Okay. I'd be Falcor. <laughs> Shut up. Because <laughs> then I could give my kids a ride on my back. It'd be great. And then I could have just as long as my daughter would go, yeah. <laughs> uh, from the never ending story. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I think uh, a bunny. A bunny? Yeah, I like Watership Down. You just want to get eaten by cats, huh? Well, they, they do it a lot. I'm just saying. <laughs> Mom, what about you? I guess a bird. A bird? They can fly. Oh, that's actually, that's a better choice. I'd be a bird. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Strange Caller. Um, boy, I think we can make it through all of these if we just, if we just set our head to the grindstone. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, bitches? It's your boy Josh up here in Canada. I uh, just wanted to say you guys have been crushing it so far. Uh, things seem to be going well. And I heard that uh, David's mom is going to be on the show tonight. So I had a question uh, for you. And that's how long was, uh, maybe this is too personal, but how long was your labor uh, with David? Because I know that that man can stretch out a sentence and make it just painfully long. Uh, so I'm wondering if he put you through the same kind of torture and torment in your labor. So anyways, uh, hope you guys are uh, crushing it, having a good time down there. And uh, peace from Canada. Rock on. Yeah, how was that? 12 hours. Oh, wow. Oof. Was it, uh, but it, you loved it. It was fun. Every minute of it was great. Well, I'm not a fan of, I'm just not fond of childbirth. So that's why I only had two kids. It's not your favorite pastime? <laughs> no. It's weird. You'll talk to some women and they're like, I love nothing more than being pregnant. I love it. It's the best. And Well, then- the pregnant part was one thing, but that last day is mm-hmm. something else. And so anyway, well, let me 12 tell you, hours. I had a vasectomy and that wasn't fun either. Hmm. Yeah, it's not really comparable. <laughs> okay, well, what about all the physical torture that men go through throughout their life that women just get to forego? Sure. I got to mow a lawn once a week. <laughs> How many lawns have you mown, Mom? A few. Yeah, well, it's the same thing over yeah, a longer still, period of time. There's a difference between yeah, like, my sympathy. All right, you have a little, you know, outpatient procedure where they do a little, two little snips. Okay, you go do it. You, 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 Mr. Or you could have it. a procedure where you have two holes right. in your body that are combined because it's been ripped in half. That's called an episiotomy for yeah. those of you who don't know. So, who's who's was better to have uh as a baby, Garrett <laughs> or me? You were both wonderful babies. No, no, no. I mean the pregnancy or the uh, uh the actual birth. Uh, they were just different. Their childbirth is just not the best thing to to be doing mm. to me. I guess other people might but Garrett's was only like five hours. So objectively better. Well, I guess. No, I don't know. Worse. Okay, just, we have, there you, you have You get it. a baby at the end, so you're real happy. <laughs> you, you have a baby, you get the baby at the end, so you're real happy. Unless it's the devil. Right. <laughs> Unless it's Rosemary's baby. So after 12 hours, she's like, what's wrong with his eyes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's actually, here's uh, Josh again. Oh, 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 what's up, who is, oh, who is, oh, hey, boys, it's Josh from Canada here calling again. Uh, yeah, so I was just thinking, a couple pods back, you guys asked who would be, uh, like, the male Janelle Monet. 
from Antebellum. You guys were talking about that. Uh, so from like yeah, so Janelle Monet from Antebellum is. Do you, are you familiar familiar with Janelle Monet? She's gorgeous. You look like I, we, I we've taken it out of you. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm. I'm ready to. Ready to be done. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you? Is your blood sugar getting low? Mine no. gets kind of low right about. Well, in an hour or two, I'll be hurting. Um, so uh, he's talking about who would be the male version of the gym. You know, a dude's perspective. Uh, I'm going to say Idris Elba. Idris Elba? I don't know how the fuck you pronounce it. Anyway, that dude, uh, you know, from Lucifer and other shit. Anyway. Uh, so he says Idris Elba. Do you have – who's like the most handsome or beautiful man you can think of? Like Mom? strikingly beautiful. Yes. Yeah, someone who's just like, oh, my God. I don't, I can't even remember. A little closer to the mic there. I, I can't remember. I can't think right now. Really? You don't have anybody that comes to mind when you think of like pretty men? Well, we watch a lot of old movies mm-hmm. and, and Cary Grant was really handsome. And so I guess, and also that, um, George Clooney is handsome that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that Cary Grant way. Is, is Cary, was Cary Grant gay? No. No. No, you're thinking Rock Hudson. Rock, yeah. Rock Hudson. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Three more. Say, okay, so this one is is Magnus. This is Magnus from mm-hmm. Sweden calling into the show. Uh, he's the he's the reason he's we, the reason why we watch rats. So blame him. He's the reason why we watch bad movies. Hello, guys. It's me, Magnus, your boy from Sweden. Just calling to. I don't know. You watch rats, so. I don't really have a purpose anymore. <laughs> uh, um, hmm. Is this film club? What kind of movies do you like? Oh, I guess horror movies. Um, <laughs> or, hmm. What's your favorite Christmas horror movie? Do you have any? And for... David's mom. Uh, hi. Um, bye. Believe it or <laughs> believe it or not, that man has a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has a podcast called Film Klubin. Um So, yeah, he, all he could come up with was, "Do you have a favorite Christmas?" Um, I mean, I'm feeling for Magnus now. Yeah, I mean, well, tell Magnus life. hi for me. Okay, we okay. will. You can. You just, just did. It. Yeah, hi Magnus. Yeah. Hi Magnus. You'll hear it. Yeah, we we mentioned it. Silent Night, Deadly Night is the best. It is the best. Yeah. But then also Gremlins. Uh, do not like Black Christmas at all. Um, that was like 1974. Here, two more. Here we go. Hi guys, it's me again. My last message wasn't that good, so I googled some questions. It's Magnus. I could ask you because you know. Um, so what do we got here? Uh, if you, if you made a movie, what would, what would it be about? Do you have any ideas for a movie, a horror movie? Um, and I think I got a good question here somewhere. Uh... What's the most useless talent you have? 
that's that's all I that's all I have for this message. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> this has been a disappointment. <laughs> well, bye. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Do you have any ideas for a horror movie? Um, I had, a, I had an idea for like a a horror movie where it's like a a dark and gritty like film noir. Mm. Um of the world's greatest clown detective. And he's investigating the murder of a clown at a clown convention. Uh-huh. And then the question is like that's the that's the tagline and then the question is is he's a is he a clown that it's a detective or a detective that investigates clown murders. Uh-huh. And you have to watch the movie to find out. That sounds like Roger Rabbit. Right? Well, it kind of does. <laughs> Weird. Wow, Mom. That was a very astute observation that I never would have been able to pick that one out. <laughs> Ever. Um, you know, I have a couple of ideas for stories. Um, not really horror. So, so no, the answer to that one is no. Although, I am consistently able to think of remarkably horrific stuff just out of the blue. So, I don't know. Maybe I'd be good at it. I don't know. I- yeah, and the... Uh- Pointless talents. Um, pointless. Um, I don't. I, I. If I do, I can't think of any. Um, I think mine is if I, if I hear the voice of a lead singer in one song and and the lead singer has identified. Mm-hmm. I've got like a really, really good success rate at identifying any other song with that singer in it. Actually, I'm I am really good at at picking out actors who were in other stuff. You know, I'll be like, oh, that guy is from this movie. Um, that guy or this gal was was in this movie. Like, I can do, I, and I'm I'm not able to to recall their names, but I I can definitely I mm. see their face and I go, oh, that they were in. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I can remember uh, a lot of like firsts, you know, like George Clooney's first, which was uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, but he was on television before that. He may have been. Um, what year was that? 86? Yeah, he was. No, he was on that show with those girls. He's on ER. The yeah, Days was, of Our Lives. No, no. It was that show with those girls at the boarding school in new york uh oh facts of life facts, the facts of life. alive the facts alive you take you take you better take about there you have the facts alive so anyway yeah mom do you have any pointless talents i'm pretty good at jeopardy you are remarkably good at jeopardy man rip alex trebek how did that hit you oh yeah well i hope they don't just take the whole show away because i like answering the questions I don't think they will take the whole show away. I think they have somebody lined up for... Yeah, they're looking for hosts now. Yeah. I think, like, the one that keeps getting mentioned is Ken Jennings, which I think would be great. Yeah, that's that's an obvious choice. He's And he's pretty charismatic as well. Not, mm-hmm. that, not that you necessarily need to be terribly charismatic for that, but it does help. Okay, last call. Ugh. <laughs> I just want you boys to know how much I love you. All right. Thank you for calling (laughs) into the show. And with that. 
thank you so much to my mom for being here. You look like you've been through well, the Well, thank ringer. you for having me. No, we yeah, really, thank you so much. We really do appreciate you sticking it out <laughs> and, uh, and being on the show. And I hope you will return because I love you with all my heart. Oh. Oh. And, um, and so everybody who lis- who's listening, thank you very much for listening. Make sure to share this podcast with a friend. Do it for my mom. And, um, and you know, if you'd like to give us a rating, a uh, five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, that would help us out quite a bit. If you'd like to support the show, there's a wide variety of ways to do so. You know all of them. You can go to our website, horrormovietalk.com, and click on either of the two green links at the top of the website. One is become a patron. The other is buy stuff on Amazon, and a little bit of your purchase will go to us. Special thanks to my mom for being such a good sport and for not taking any of this too seriously or being too disappointed in what my son what has my son become um you if, raised a good son he's a he's an exceptional person oh, and i i love having him as my best friend yeah Aww. i i appreciate it so if you guys want to call into the show with any more deplorable horrible stuff do so at 682-253-4468 thank you so much and you guys have a great week we love you bye 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 Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted casts, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rum. Send kiss, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bag gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare him, no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. Afterpods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of Poop Monster Kids.
screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 days shudder and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. Just show them one titty, pretty. Paganism you should worship, they Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, they spooky, poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Hard movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. Actually, let's get levels on mom real quick. Let's see if she's say something, mom. Um, just any old thing, just blah 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 blah. Let's keep doing it. Oh, David, I really don't like that we're talking into these things. There we go. That's good. perfect. Okay. <laughs> oh, David, I really don't enjoy this. <laughs> this is going to be a great episode. It's it's. It's so charming. Like, you're a peach. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be. Yeah, we're. This is gonna be. Go on, go up on social media and. No one. No one would ever do that. Facebook or anything, so I'll never know. Not only that, but no, they would not. Bryce, is that a reasonable at all? Like, as a. You should hear this lady they got Is that a reasonable fear at all? No. That is not a. Yes, I get I get shit on heavily. <laughs> well, they, they will only have sympathy for you. Because I didn't them. raise you to talk that way. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is going to be really good. I, I, keep that up. Do you talk that way in your house, Bryce? Um, all those children okay, I got to do an ad. <laughs> Let's uh can we get rid of all this? <laughs> well, her mic isn't even on. <laughs>